Ladies and gentlemen, it is once again Miscellaneous Brown, aka Eric Esteban, here, and this is another special behind the scenes exclusive interview with Miss Nyla Durrani, casting director and the lady, the impetus for the first annual Crazy Funny Asians Comedy Spectacular, where we will showcase the best Asian-American comics in Hollywood right now. But before we do that, you have to meet the lady that started it all. And well, I didn't start anything. You did. You, you, sent, <laughs> you sent a DM to me and you was like, hey, would you be interested in doing a comedy showcase? And then I, I peed a little bit. <laughs> Because I was like, oh my God, here's this casting director that everybody wants to meet is reaching out to me to Oh, nobody, nobody wants to meet me. Go, I'm psh, just... Psh. You I were just, just like, telling me a story about how to, a, a lady drove from... What North was it? Carolina to New York. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, yeah, some people want to meet me. Yeah, see? But I'm just a regular person who just no, likes helping people at the end of the day. Call it the Texas girl in me. But that's also what it is. I, I wanted to highlight the fact that you are a South Asian, mm -hmm. Pakistani yep. descent, and... You are hustling this comedy casting. I mean, you're you're doing things that nobody else in the industry is doing. But oh, you're, that's good. <laughs> no, but, but also, I think I think it's really cool because you're giving opportunity to folks that don't normally have opportunity for this thing. Yeah. And I'm very happy that you gave me an opportunity to put this together. Yeah. And I thought it would be great to have you on. And we could kind of like break down what we're going to do for the showcase, but also give you a little bit of background of what you do yeah. so that people can kind of, like when we were talking in the warm up, we were talking about the casting process mm -hmm. and some pitfalls that people don't even realize they're doing Yeah, and just little inside tidbits. Cause that's what I like to do in, on this podcast is give kind of the underground inside scoop of what Hollywood really is about and what you really need to know versus the the bullshit that they tell you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Totally. And so, yeah, give us the lowdown of first how you got into it. Sure. And then, I don't know, whatever you want to tell us. Tell, I know you're a storyteller, so yeah, you, you, you I, can tell your stories. Well, I honestly, uh, with the position I'm in and the shows that I work on, I've taken the opportunity of what I'm doing now to give back to others because mm. I do know how hard it is to get the jobs because you started out as a performer right oh god no i was never a performer no? i've never performed i'm not a comedian no really no i thought i, I did i read that somewhere no i'm radio not radio disney or you just, oh, oh yeah i was a i was an mc at radio disney okay so, so, I, so you, were, you were on stage i was on stage yeah. but i was mostly like promoting the events that i was at and playing still, with kids and doing a hula hoop contest no, that's and still that, it's a little performing but it's more of like a host of course yeah still. so i'm i i've never been a comedy or comedian i've never written i'm not a writer a lot of people tell me oh you should write some stuff and get on stage but that's not where my passion is mm -hmm. I would rather 
And a lot of people say that and I'm like, you know what, that's great, but I'm not going to just become a comedian or try to become a comedian just because I hang out with comedians. Right. I think it's a little disrespectful in my personal opinion. Wow, that's that's nice of you to say. Yeah, I see so many other people who do stuff like that. They're like, oh, I'm hanging out with musicians and I'm gonna become a singer now or I'm hanging out with comedians so I think I'm a comedian because everyone keeps telling me I'm funny. People keep telling me I'm funny because they're trying to be nice to me. Uh, you know, I do, I am sassy. I'm not sure. gonna lie about that. Sure. And I have my little one-liners that I everybody's constantly... funny. Yeah, everybody's I mean, everybody funny. needs humor in their lives. Doesn't That's part mean... of why you know it's so wonderful when you can wield it and yeah, you know. I'm but... a salesman. Mm -hmm. I'm a businesswoman. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a producer. That's where my strengths lie. Um, I have a two-minute bit that I could do on a stage all about my dating life, how I cast my own dating life. You swipe right, that means you've applied to the big show, big show meaning me, you know? And then I have to do a Skype interview, which is essentially a first date. I take that information and give it to my producers, my best friends, who break it down and see if you're good enough for the show, right, you yeah. know? So I have a whole two minute segment, but that doesn't necessarily mean I should be getting on stage and pretend to be the people that I'm working with. I would rather respect the people that I'm working with, understand the people, that's why I have a two minute set, because mm -hmm. I know how long it takes to come up with that. I'm mm -hmm. still not done with it. You're you know? never really done with it because you're going to always tweak it because the always... audience is different every time. Oh, yeah. And I've yeah. said these jokes to people and they were like, oh, you should say it like this. And I'm like, oh, that's smart. You know, so I get it, but I'm I'm definitely not a performer. Um, I live with a stand-up comedian. Um, <laughs> I've dated a couple, very, like, a couple dates and that's it. Like, not relationships. Um, <laughs> no. And, and my boyfriend is actually a comedic actor at Groundlings. So I'm inundated around this. Of you know, course. it's a part of my life. Sure. So, but no, I've never been a performer. I started at Radio Disney as a, uh, as just a, just as a promotion person. Okay. And then after about nine months they were like oh we can trust her with a mic mm. and so they started putting me out there with a microphone and sometimes my mc couldn't do it because there were too many jobs you know so they were like we're gonna let you mc this smaller event which i was totally fine with sure, maybe it wasn't dallas zoo and but it was fun. I mean, it was totally especially fine you were you were young and I mean, yeah i was like 19 20 so years old that's yeah. Fun. yeah yeah it was like the i was like oh my god i get to do this and yeah. it was great and so i did that for about four years and uh loved it mm -hmm. i still keep in contact with my employers from radio disney uh, when I when I actually I'm divorced now, but when I got married, both of those people were invited to my wedding, and one of them was the MC of my wedding because I was like, I want your voice announcing me in my reception, See? you know. So you know, I was like, just talking to one the of them thing this about morning. This industry is you get you end up having these friends that are your friends for life. Oh yeah, because you create stuff with them and you do stuff with them and you you're through the shit and through the bad and the good and all of it and and you just become family. Yeah, and it's great. I. That's so, how I see it, though. I see it as a family, for I, sure. We're I, all in this together. Mm. You know, um, are we all using each other? In a sense. But at the end of the day, we're helping each other. We are, I, you are using me for my connections, and I need you to get further in my world, you know? Well, we, it's it's all it around all circle. Together. Circle of life, if you will. No, but it, it really is. And, it, and it's funny because, like, Buddies of mine were like, oh man, so so, so you you would AGT and bring the funny in this casting great. How much are you getting paid for this? And I was like, it's not about the money, guys. Mm -mm. It's, it, this isn't, it really is about like this podcast, this showcase, all of this is about showcasing 
Asian American comedy and Asian American comedians. Which I'm so excited about personally because I have never been to an all Asian or South Asian, any East Asian, nothing. Well, I've never been to a showcase. Well, the thing that I'm tripping about is that there aren't many. <clears throat> yeah. Like, um, there was the solo festival that I participated in with Crazy Woke Asians. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Kiki, who will be in the, in the showcase. Awesome. And she produced that in two weeks of 17 solo shows. I mean, she's a hell of a producer. That's she's a lot. Selling, she's selling out in Seattle and San Francisco and Los Angeles. And she did that. And from that, I met a whole bunch of Asian comics and slash solo artists. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, you just being in LA, there's this, you know, kind of an Asian American collective of actors and performers. And that's how I, you know, that's how I pick for this podcast as mm -hmm. well. And what I'm realizing is there's nobody else doing this. Yeah. There's very few. There's Kiki. There's PK doing sticky yep, rice. I know there's PK. there's um 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 Shin Shindig. Oh, I don't uh, know at, him. At, um he but he's but his shows are he's the Asian guy on the show. It's a Shindig show. So there's not it's not necessarily an all Asian lineup. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I did a show in Chicago. I did a crazy funny Asian show in Chicago. Oh, just, I saw that recently. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, for me, it was the trip because it's going home and I mean, it was, just, it, it, I can't even, I don't want to start crying on my podcast. So yeah. I, won't, I don't even try to talk about it, but it, it was, it meant so much to me. But at the same time, the, the one thing that I kept getting at the end of the show was Eric, nobody's doing this. No. You have six Asian Americans on a lineup and you called it Crazy Funny Asians and you sold out. And there's a reason because nobody's doing this. Mm -hmm. And so I thought to myself, and then when you approached me on the DMs, I was just like, maybe... It's a sign for you, yeah. You know, you keep going this, this is what I got to keep doing. And when I when there's people who are submitting to this podcast, or to this showcase, mm -hmm. and they're flying in from other parts of the country to meet you and to yeah. be a part of the showcase yeah it's it's an honor it's it's huge. It's, 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 in, it's, in, it's incredibly humbling to yeah. me to to think that here I put this little thing out here and now these people are flying in from yeah shout, shout out to Peng Dang I see you bro <laughs> I told you I was gonna give you special shout out bro. you didn't even know I'm a Dallas girl yeah, too see, so that makes bro, it even better oh, for me see go see, US homie. Texas I told you I'm hooking you up you got two <laughs> minutes you better bring your fire but let's talk about that let's sure. talk about how, how the showcase is gonna work okay. so that we can you know share this with the showcase participants and sure. they will figure you know so um, we're gonna get the brew yard I'll email out the lineup beforehand so you guys all know what order you're going in so you can arrive when you want to arrive. Um, and then you'll do your set. We'll run it just like a regular show, but this, the sets are two minutes. Mm -hmm. So you get to see a whole bunch of comics. The tickets are free, LA. If you're listening, go on our Eventbrite page and you can get tickets. You can come see this spectacular comedy of all Asian comics. You heard it from Nyla. She's a comedy expert. She don't really get this anywhere else. And you're getting it for free on Sunday. So come. Yeah. And then afterwards, they're going to be able to... Talk with me. Talk with you. And yeah. I'll be hanging out for about 30 to 45 minutes after the show, depending on how late the show goes. Right. Um, but uh, I'm always taking notes on people. So I won't give back notes that night. Mm -hmm. um, what I'll ask is that everybody has my contact information and I will email them my notes. So if they want the notes, 
I'm not going to just give out notes because some people don't want that information. And I get it. You know, um, there have been people who are like, I really, I don't need your notes. And I'm like, okay, fine. And I respect that. Sure. But if people do, all they have to do is email me in the header of their subject, put the name of the show, uh, of the showcase, mm-hmm. and then slash their name and where they're from. So obviously a lot of people, except for this one from Dallas, will write Los Angeles. <laughs> um, so the comedy showcase name. Uh, their name and then where they're located. So immediately as it shows up in my email, I recognize it and I'll open it up. Right now I have 250 emails from early September that I Girl. still haven't checked. September for some reason is still not all checked, but October has been all checked. It's weird, but I want to make sure I give the respect to your comedians. Mm-hmm. So if they do that, they will get an answer and they will get the notes. Awesome. That night, however, after the fact, you know, I'll definitely tell people, hey, I'm really interested in you or you did a really great job. I'll give them those notes. Sure. Um, but I won't break down their comedy in front of everybody else. Mm, that, that might be a little bit. Exactly. That's <laughs> I don't know I... if I want to watch that show. Yeah, exactly. That's why yeah. I'll do it privately sure, over a phone call. And people are always welcome to call me. Mm-hmm. They'll have my contact information. That's something nobody else gives that. I'm going to easy it is to contact this woman. Like, she <laughs> slid into my DM. She got gave me her phone number. And then we just talked and talked. And, and it's my cell phone. It's not a Google number. It's no, not my work it number. No, but really, it was, I'm, I appreciate so much that you were able to do this. Yeah. I've written my cell phone number. I went to Flappers once uh, for, for a show, not a showcase, but they have like a, like a Barb North has like her class or whatever at Flappers. Mm-hmm. And I went and watched them do two minutes and then afterwards talked as if I was on a panel. Right. And then put my cell phone number big up on the wall. <laughs> and she was just like, are you sure you want to do that? And I'm like, there's 18 of you. Honestly, only five people actually called me the next day. And I sent out an email, a group email to all of them. And I said, when a casting producer puts their cell phone on the wall, you need to take that opportunity and call them back. Because two weeks from now, I'm not going to remember you. But you're fresh on my mind the next day. So, and I wrote that because I wanted to teach them a lesson. Not necessarily gripe or, or complain. It's just, look, you guys are in the business for yourselves. Mm-hmm. You have to be your own business manager. So anyways, going back to what we're going to be doing that night. No, but that's, that's a really good thing to point out. Because there's a lot of young comics who are submitting to this yeah. show. And there's a lot of people who, you know, you just got to... Before you send a question mm-hmm. or an email to a casting director, read the email, the whole thing. Yeah, read it. Oh Don't yeah. Don't be too excited that you want to reply. Just read everything understand everything mm-hmm. that they're asking and or wanting from you so you don't ask unnecessary questions because like you said, you have 250 emails, you still just get into September. Mm-hmm. So to try and ask a Hey, where am I supposed to do this or where am I supposed to do that when it's in the contact yeah, list? Yeah, or when does what my biggest one is when do you need this video? And I go back down to their email, copy paste and send back what I just sent them because it's highlighted. It says one to two weeks in parentheses highlighted. Obviously, you just didn't read my email I sent you. It's 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 mind-boggling to me. Um, you remember when we were kids and the teacher used to give us a test and the very last question on the test was, or the last thing, it's like, don't write anything or something like that. You get 100% mm-hmm. and all these kids are doing it and then they flip the page over. It was a test to show you you need to read all directions. You need to read through the test before you take the test. And it's it's the same concept. I don't know if you did that or your teachers did that, but I definitely had that well, happen a couple I had, times. I had a lot of lessons in like martial arts and stuff where that, that was told. The same you, thing. It's very... You, you, 
you have to understand the situation that you're getting into before you start asking questions and doing all these things and trying to be aggressive about stuff because the aggression aggressiveness and the whatever that doesn't work no it never works especially in this technology age where you're dealing in texts and just words all you have to do is google stuff like people constantly ask me when's la auditions i go go to agtauditions.com like it's really not you just wasted five minutes of my life like please it's take the time to do your own research and and these are the these are the the underground things guys the things that you don't get from an acting class or from a stand-up class or these are the things that are going to get you on tv Mm -hmm. the being professional when you're writing an email being professional when you're interacting with a casting agent if a casting agent gives you their phone number Yo, you better call that or text that That's or do a, there's something. There's a reason they're there's giving you the There's a reason they're mm-hmm. doing it because they want to give you an opportunity and don't throw that opportunity away by ghosting somebody mm-hmm. because you think you're whatever. Yeah. These opportunities can make us money. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether it's... Five years from now or five, two days from 20, now. You know, yeah. you don't know when your time will come. But I remember one time I got cast from somewhere where this lady called me and she didn't. She met me like three years before that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you just never know. Yeah. And if you make a good impression on somebody, you're gonna they're gonna remember you. And when, don't be afraid to approach people like us. You know, I was just at Big Sky Comedy Festival mm-hmm. run by Lucas Seely, another Asian. There you, you go. Know? Hey, Lucas, shout out. Let's yeah. go. Let's let get you on this crazy funny Asian yes, podcast. Yes, he'd be great yeah. to interview and talk about his fest. It's a great festival. Mm-hmm. Um, out of all the festivals, I feel like. It's the most professionally run uh, one, and it also has the m- most industry. Big Pine comes in number See, two for I'm me. I'm really glad that you say this to me because there's so many festivals out there. And, and There were so many Asians. There were two. Irene, too, was on that one. Okay. Um, oh, God, I can't remember. I think his name was Raymond. Um, he was another Asian comedian, and he actually got in the top ten. So there was there was an Asian in the top See? ten. He did a great job. Uh, but yeah, I think there were two or three Asian people in general. Um, oh, and an Indian, a, an Indian Pakistani man won. There you go, South Asian. Yep, South Asian. South Kabir, Asia. Kabir Singh. He See? won Big Sky this year. But the, there were a couple people that never walked up to me, and I recognize that. And if they're too shy to walk up to me, I don't feel like they're TV ready. You know, you have to be able just to walk up and say, hey, my name is this. It's really nice you're here. That's all you have to say. And that starts the conversation. Or, oh my God, I really love your name. It's unique. Do you know how many times people say that to me throughout my day? Like, Look, I'm not going to say anything about your name. I'm just happy that I can pronounce it correctly. Yeah. Okay? It's, a, it's, I don't wanna, it's only pronounce, five letters. I don't, I don't know why miss, it's so hard. But I, but, <laughs> no, but just people who have... You know, funky spelled names. Yeah. Like I always, I, I, before I say their name, because I smoke a lot of weed. So yeah. sometimes I'll, I'll be like, I, I write can't it remember. phonetically in I my email. <laughs> no, I know you did. And that's why I'm like, Nyla wants me to pronounce her name correctly. So yeah. I better make sure because she put that phonetic. Because Naila, and I'm like, it's not Naila. It's Ella. Naila, Naila. It's hot. It's. Ugh. It's like Ella, right? From F- Frozen. Is it, that's her name? Ella? No, that's another one. Okay. I don't know Frozen. I'm sorry. We were talking about this. <laughs> I'm just glad my daughters aren't here for her to talk about how much she don't like Frozen. I'm like, yeah. oh, we're going to talk about it. I've never seen the movie. It just annoys the heck out of me, honestly. <laughs> I'm just like, I hate this. I hate this. I, I hate will this. say that the song, Let It Go. Oh, can, I hate that song too. Can They're, grain on your ears yeah, after a while. Did you ever see the video of the mom 
it was like Christmas break, and it's just a selfie of her and her kids somewhere in the background singing just singing it. it and she for out, And she's just like, yeah. It, it's the funniest shit I've ever seen. I probably watched that video more than the actual like. I'm really oh. glad because my 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 daughter, and when she was into Frozen, she was also really into Katy Perry. Oh. So she would like switch. Oh, thank so God. So she'd sing Firecracker and. You know, there's she, a Frozen two coming. Or Firework. Out. Yeah, I know. How do you think? I don't. I don't know. I got the trailer on my fucking phone. What are oh, you talking geez. about? Jesus Christ. Yeah, here I am just excited for like the new like follow up to Game of Thrones. So, so are you? Are, 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 I'm a huge nerd. You're a nerd? Well, I would say I'm more of a dork than a nerd. Girl, I'm a nerd. I love that stuff. I, I don't, love all I don't, the comic book stuff. No, I hate comic books, comic book movies. I fall asleep in every single one of them. I did like, I did like, uh, oh, what's the one where they're all together? Endgame? Yeah, I like that. Look at see now we've decided now we found our differences. <laughs> I <laughs> fell asleep in the first Spider Man. Yeah, okay, we, I was we, snoring. We're gonna we're gonna we're almost gonna have to stop. You're this gonna podcast. have to edit me out. No, I know. I'm gonna have to we're gonna stop. I might have to cancel this showcase too yeah. because I mean Spider Man is my guy. Yeah, you just <laughs> nah. I was more I was more concerned what was gonna happen after the movie with my boyfriend than the actual movie. <laughs> Listen to you. That was back and, in high school. Hey. Speaking of which, yeah, you have uh, something you want to yeah. announce. Yeah, so so starting. This is a special. Yeah, it's the first this time is announcing. A crazy funny Asians. This is the first. Yeah. Special, and she said she wanted to do this. I'm not putting her out here. No. She told me when we we're on our way here. That Only she, because it's going out on Monday. Yes, so it's, going it's going out going on Monday tomorrow. So I don't mind sharing it because it's going out on Monday. But starting next year, I will not be going to 13 comedy festivals like I did this year. Mm. I started all my comedy festivals with the North Carolina Comedy Festival um, in April of this year. My last comedy festival is Snow Jam Comedy Festival in late January in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. <laughs> not excited. I mean, I'm excited, but I'm not excited about that one. That's my boots. last. Uh, these boots. are my boots. These okay. are it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's going to be my last festival for at least, uh, a year mm. and then I'll be going to big pine and that'll be my first festival next year. And okay. that's in September, I think. Um, but, uh, I'll be kind of, uh, out of it, uh, starting, you'll be busy. I'll be very busy and kind of out of casting completely sure. as of May because I have a baby coming. Yay! Baby <laughs> on the way. Congrats, yeah. congrats, congrats. Future comedian. So, I'm, I'm, honored, I'm honored that you announced that on, on our podcast. Future half Asian baby. Girl? <laughs> quarter South quarter Asian, Asian baby. South Asian look. I, hey, look at that. By the time he's he or she is she, out. We're manifesting a girl. Everyone out there, manifest a girl. Okay. <laughs> Well, there we go. When Nyla's daughter is born, there you go. <laughs> she will be the hottest and funniest yes. South half, half South Pakistani Asian. white, white, <laughs> just like your babies, mixed babies, yeah, American babies, yeah, little American mixed babies. How everyone really should be. very good looking, wonderfully skin toned babies. Oh, that's just pregnancy skin right now. <laughs> I mean, no, but that's my babies too. They, yeah. they they got that beautiful, you know, that mixed skin. It, yeah. That's that's America. Yeah, it really is, and I'm excited. I want a little like baby microphone, like a soft plush one, so she can like hold it. But yeah, we we've, we've decided that we're gonna name her Brooklyn because I'm obsessed oh. with New York, and I. No, that was one of our names, Brooklyn. Yeah, because um, if it is a boy, we'll just call him Brooklyn too. Though Brooklyn's a cool name for a boy. Yeah, but um, 
my, my daughter's names are Malia Addison and Marley Jordan. Oh, Addison's one of my favorite names. It's my ex-boyfriend, so I can't choose that it's one. It's all good. But so Addison for my, me is because Wrigley Field, I, I, I'm a big Cubs fan. Oh, okay. And Wrigley Field is on Addison. And my wife and I, I used to pick her up on the Addison train stop. So, and then Malia, if it's good enough for Obama's first daughter, it's good it's, enough for mine. There you go. And then Marley Jordan. Well, I know where that comes from. Marley's because I, you In know. Chicago. I like, no, Marley, no, I no. like, well, yeah, Jordan. Marley, I like weed and I also like basketball. Does she, does she know where Marley comes from? Yeah. No, Bob she Marley. knows Bob Marley, that's right, Bob but she Marley. doesn't know where yeah. Marley comes from. Is this love, is this love, is, that's the Marley that's that she so thinks funny. she's named after. But, <laughs> but if people, but the thing is, even though I'll be out of casting, I'll be going back to AGT in late July, early mm-hmm. August. And honestly, I'll be bored out of my mind other than the baby. So that's the best time to start sending me five-minute tapes for me to cut down. Now, I just want to also tell you guys So look, this. I'm still working when I'm just having a baby. You're still, she's still <laughs> grinding. She's still working. She's always hustling. Yeah. She's always doing her thing because she's a passion for this. She's trying yeah. to give everybody opportunities. But I want to say this. The Crazy Funny Asian Showcase mm-hmm. in October, mm-hmm. Sunday, a week, this Sunday... This Sunday, because this is Monday. We're Monday. We're, we're real time in this bitch. Yeah, six days away. Right? Six days away is one of the last opportunities that you will be able to perform mm-hmm. live mm-hmm. for Nyla. Yeah. So, yeah, you see what we're doing here at Crazy Funny Asians? We're building stuff. Here's the thing. AGT auditions, the first AGT audition mm-hmm. is November 10th in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Now, if you really want to get noticed by producers... Don't go to New York or L.A. I mean, go to them, obviously, if you're in those towns and you can't make San Diego. But San Diego's only two hours away. Mm -hmm. And most comedians audition in L.A. and New York. So we're inundated. Now, if you go to a smaller city like San Diego, Dallas, even Miami, you know, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, we're going to Louisville, Kentucky. Mm. Especially Louisville, Kentucky. If you're a comedian nearby, you're really going to stand out amongst because... Like, there's just not as much comedians inundated in that city. So, because AGT is coming to know, uh, San Diego on November 10th, this is a great way to be seen at this showcase. And if you're willing to drive two hours to San Diego and get seen there instead of waiting until February 1st, which is the last audition for in front of producers, by that time, they already have a really good idea of who they want on the show. This is a great way to be seen first boom boom back to back yeah so it'll be one weekend after the other most likely what day is it again sunday the date it's sunday uh 28th 27th 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 so it'll be literally like a week and a half later so by that time you'll get my notes i'll be able to tell you hey you're really good i'm going to show you producers this week because uh that's on sunday Mm -hmm. i show producers on tuesday videos Uh, That's when our normal pitches to producers when I want to show them talents. Mm -hmm. And you would know if you're going to get an audition within a week. So at least you'd have a couple days. Get November 10th on your schedule as a possibility to be going to San Diego. um, Because I think that's a really good way to be seen earlier instead of waiting until February. Right. So you see, you get the inside inside scoop. So if you want to really, if you want to be on AGT, Mm -hmm. here's your your first opportunity is this showcase. Mm -hmm. And then you have, if you want, there you go. You got some inside info to go to San Diego on November 10th and do the AGT and get in front of Nyla and her producers again to solidify your spot. Either way, I'm just saying, you got all the info. We're providing it here. And And also, 
just know, just because you don't get an audition with AGT doesn't mean you're not a good comedian or you're not good enough because when Bring the Funny came out, they approached me and they're like, hey, we want to bring you on as one of the lead casting directors. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. When does it start? And they're like, March. And I'm like, oh, that's when we do live shows for AGT. Mm-hmm. That's their first, like their very first audition in front of Simon. And I worked nine months out of the year to get people to that point. And I'd worked so hard. I was like, no, I really want to see it through. Sure. And, and they'd also offered me an associate producer position. So now I'm also an associate producer on the show just for one round of auditions, which is fine with me because that's enough responsibility. I don't want to be on set all day personally. I like working in the office. Um, but... Uh, because they offered me the job and because I'm friends with the people who offered me the job, I sent them 150 names of people that I just were like, you know what? These people deserve an opportunity. Maybe they weren't right for Bring the Funny either. I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. But the people that you're connected with that ask you for people Mm -hmm. that you think are funny, once you've got that... Yeah. Rolodex of folks that your notes. Yeah. And uh, right now and I'm at 2000 in my grid. I'm, no, but I'm so happy that you said that. Yeah. That maybe it's not, maybe this showcase, you just killed it. And yeah. You, and, and, but that's it. Yeah. You just killed it and you did your best two minutes and you brought your fire and you're great. Yeah. And nothing happens. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything. Exactly. All it means is that you did, you killed it. And that's you all. Showcase to an actual casting producer who now has your contact information. You have their contact information. You're building a relationship with them. And hopefully it gets them on. You know, there's a girl in New York City. Her name's Allison Cohen. And mm-hmm. I, I highly suggest just looking her up and knowing what she does and following her. Not necessarily reaching out because she works differently than me. A lot of casting people work differently sure. than me. But what I will say is she casts for, uh, oh gosh, what is it? My Cartoon President. Mm. She casts for all these other like Comedy Central shows all the time. She's awesome. working on a show right now that I can't talk about, but I know about it. Um, and, she's, <laughs> and she's come to me and she's like, hey, Nyla, do you know about this or that? And I just throw names at her. That's the she thing. doesn't charge me. I don't charge her. We work because together. Because you're a network, because yeah. you're helping each other out, because she'll do the same oh, thing for yeah, you. Oh, yeah, she does the same thing yeah. for me. And yeah. that's part of it, guys. You, you, mm-hmm. Just in the same way that as comics, we stick together and we put each other on shows, yeah. casting directors are the same. They yeah. network and they work together so that maybe you might not be right for AGT, mm. but you might be right for a show on Comedy Central or a show on MTV. Maybe or you sh- have a unique voice and I'm like, girl, you need to check this person out. Their voice is so different and, and interesting. And you just never, you just never know. know. But every, every time, every opportunity to perform, every opportunity to audition, every opportunity to put yourself out there, Take advantage of it because you just never know what might come of it. Mm-hmm. And I really, I, yeah, I'm still, we don't really even know what's going to happen on Sunday. No. I'm excited because I'm excited. I, my I, boyfriend's going to be with me, probably the only white person there. It'll be no, great. there'll be I'll some be more like, white this people. This is how it feels normally. It's a, it's a brewery, so there'll be more <laughs> I, white I, people. I'm just like, I'm just no, but I, no, that's, I don't want to, look, there. Honestly, here's one thing. My goal in life mm-hmm. as a professional person mm-hmm. in my position is to get as many south asian and asian people on television as possible i got a south asian guy on the gong show um, but you would never know it because he wore a mask <laughs> <laughs> no, you know but, you but know, i want to get as many of you guys on the thing is that's where i'm at now mm-hmm. like i've found my like i know where i want to live comedically Mm -hmm. I have my, you know, I can 
I just improvised this 30 minute set in Chicago. I feel good. You know, like I, as a comic, I feel very strong. Um, and when I look at other lineups that I want to be on or the, the shows that I want to be on here in LA or even in, just in general, all over the like when I look at the lineups when I was producing a show in Chicago and, and it's always just one of us. Mm-hmm. You know, they get, you get your one token Asian guy or your one person, the Latino guy or whatever, or your Latina girl and your, and your, it's your always Asian. minority. And it's, it's, it's always, just, one always a minor, it's mm-hmm. just your one token. And I always thought, if I ever was able to have the power to book a show, yeah, it would be the reverse. And this showcase gives me an opportunity to do that in a big way, in yeah. a different way, where I'm giving them and myself an opportunity that those other stand-up shows don't provide. Yeah. And that, to me, means a lot. And for, from only doing this podcast for the few months that I've been doing it and producing these shows for the few months that I've been doing it, the idea that you reached out to me and now we're actually here sitting here Yay. podcasting and doing it, it's its a really amazing thing. And just I just can't, we're going to turn the podcast off soon and I'm just going to get in Nyla's brain because she has so much, a wealth of knowledge to share with this. And it's just all based from experience. I didn't go to school for this. I've, been, I've had to learn everything along well, the way, just like you guys. You grind, because I did the same thing. I didn't go to school for theater or for acting. Yeah. I just learned on the job. I mm-hmm. auditioned and I learned how to audition by auditioning. Yep. And then I learned how to do theater by doing theater. And yep. I learned how to improv by doing improv. Going imp- going to take improv classes and learning. Yeah. You have to do it. You yep. have to make that step. That first step is the biggest one and once you do it there's a whole world of people waiting to help you. What's the worst thing that can happen? Someone says no. Okay, can you tell me why you said no? And just learn from that. Some people won't tell you. I will. But some people won't. <laughs> and I'll tell you. And I'll be honest, the biggest reasons why I say no to people is stage presence. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. You know, look at people like Ryan Miller, who's been on our show. Uh, look at even Preacher Lawson. Both of them have different stage presence. No, but... But they have great stage presence. Their timing is amazing. They're just talking. They're not going through their set list. Mm-hmm. I can see it in people's faces when they're going through a set list. The second reason why I say no to people is because the transitioning. It's, why are you talking about dating and now you're talking about your parents or your dog or food? There's no arc. There's no arc there. There yeah. needs to be an arc. I've just lost You've got interest. two minutes on national television. There's only so much you got, so you better... That or storytelling. If it takes 40 seconds to get to your first laugh, you've wasted half of your audition. They're not just, I'm not saying the show, uh, the show I work on currently, AGT, but people will lose interest real fast. You know, for television. In a club, people tell me all the time, oh, this works in a club. I'm glad it works in a club, but do you know that for AGT, half our audience is worldwide on YouTube? They're also going online and voting as well. You know, so, I mean, I'm just make, guesstimating, but, no, but my like, cousin in Pakistan, her kid is obsessed with the show because he watches it on YouTube. But it's, 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 I had, when I, when I, when I first started acting, uh, there was a, uh, one of my mentor acting coaches told me, they know in the first 10 seconds yep. when you walk in the room. Mm-hmm. And they do. And that's why we book you guys for in-person auditions. But that's part of what you're talking about. Like mm-hmm. the stage presence. Mm-hmm. 
watch out because crazy funny agents, Eric Esteban, we gonna be teaching a class because y'all need to learn stage. I was on stage, I've been on the Goodman stage, the Steppenwolf stage, Improv Olympic, Second City, Groundlings, every stage, the Ford Theater here, and, and I am a, a seasoned theatrical actor, which is part of the reason why when people when I do my set on stage, they're like, Eric, why are you so calm? You mm-hmm. haven't done this but for three years. And part of it is because I came to stand up in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I understood and applied all the stage presence, all the story. If it's a story, I better get you first with a laugh right up front yep. so that I got you. Yep. And then I'll, then I'll tell the story. Yep. But I got to get you first. And if yep. I can't get you, then yeah. that's... And, and on a TV stage, you don't have the time to get your audience on your side you know at a club or something you get five minutes so within a minute you're like okay this group of people aren't feeling this joke i can switch it around on a show like Mm -hmm. mine or bring the funny especially you you don't have that time to warm your audience up there's no warm-up no there's no and and it's but to me the immediacy of it that part of it is a challenge. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. that. And they should take it as a challenge because if you don't take this challenge, you're not bettering yourself at the end of the day. Regardless of what happens. Yeah, exactly. Like the idea of being able to go up on stage, rock two minutes, yeah. and make an impression, you know you got something good if you can do that. Yeah. Because it's it's hard to do. It's Even just to get it within two minutes, which we're going to be timing you guys. Yeah. I'm going to light you at one. You only got one minute and I got my DJ knows to play you off at two minutes because we're going to run through this thing. I'm not trying to keep Nyla on. She's pregnant, y'all. Not in her condition. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm like 30 to 45 minutes after it. Yeah, it's we, gonna we're going to run through me. this. So the more time you want to talk with Nyla afterwards, we're about to run through yeah. this two minutes. I hope all of the participants of the showcase listen to this because there's a lot of inside info that you guys got. So I'm going to link it. You guys listen to it. Everybody else, I hope you enjoyed. Oh, the, one, can oh, I take one more? Of course, of please. Are you kidding? Please. So for the people who are coming to the showcase, mm. the biggest thing I will say is you have to know what the show is. So our show is seen, the show I currently am casting for, we uh, are always looking for jokes or you know a routine that's going to be good in the month of May and the summer. So don't do Halloween jokes. You know, that's my biggest thing. I just went to another showcase. There were a couple people who did Halloween jokes. That routine I can't use. I can see your style of comedy, which sure. is great. But now I'm going to come back to you and say, hey, we need to get another routine. I got to wait. I got to work with you. Right. You know, and it's not that I don't want to work with people. I'm just giving, trying to give them the best chance. So don't do seasonal jokes. Mm-hmm. Don't do localized jokes because people in Texas or Florida might not get being an actor and comedian. Like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure it's relatable nationwide. Mm-hmm. Um, also, don't do anything that's current events, political, because we don't put that on television. Right. You know, we don't want to affiliate. AGT doesn't do that stuff. NBC, essentially. And nobody yeah. really does. I mean, look, if you're a comedian and you want to do political comedy, that's great. This might not be the showcase to, to show, it. show that stuff. Yeah. And then the last thing I will say is uh, if you're going to do adult humor... We welcome that. Mm. You know, AGT loves adult humor. Vicky Barbalak did a great joke about a Denny's Grand Slam. It was a very sexualized joke. Mm-hmm. Sure. But what did kids think? Pancakes! You know, so it was great. I like to say, keep it Shrek-esque. Well, over the kids' heads, but parents totally get and, it. And when, when, when the, and when some of the comics have been hitting me back with, is, does it have to be clean because it's AGT? All I've been saying is, guys, ride the line. 
Bring your funny and ride the line. You know what you got to do. It's network TV. So you, you can't, can't talk about dildos. You can't stuff talk you about can't it. Say, yeah, come on. But it's, at the same time, you know what's funny. You know what you want to do. You yeah. want to you want to showcase yourself, and you can find it. You can write a clever joke about that and make it so you can say it on network television. Exactly. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. So. And the other one I'll say, the last one I'll say is. Um, you have to understand, we don't like making fun of people. So no mm-hmm. Kardashian jokes, because we mm-hmm. don't want the Kardashians being mad at us. Sure, why, and why also, would you want that? Yeah. <laughs> and also, no branding. So if you're going to do a Starbucks joke, change it to coffee shop. If you're going to do Walmart joke, change it to de- uh, department store. You know, it might not hit as hard, so you might have to change it mm-hmm. and do a different routine. But those are the, the couple things that I tell people, if you're going to be showcased, those are the things possibly just to kind of stay away from. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I'm watching these routines, I'm looking at stage presence personality um and also the routine itself is this something that would be appropriate for a show like mine right at the end of the day i could care less about your backstory preacher lawson's backstory was that he slept in a couch or on a couch and he slept in a car and he was a struggling comedian that's for when they following you at your audition when you on the show already. yeah i don't care <laughs> yeah i comedy comedians don't have to have a bit as big of a backstory you know you guys are all doing the same thing you're struggling to be seen some of you have different backstories like ryan neumiller had a deformity with his arms so of course you know that that definitely as a backstory stands out but again vicky barbalak jackie fabulous preacher lawson none of them really had crazy outstanding backstories mm-hmm. you know tear they're jerkers. just funny they're just funny people mm-hmm. so don't think oh well i'm not dying of cancer so i can't be on agt i get that so much so much and i'm like okay are you a struggling comedian great that's your backstory are you are you nervous and and anxious and you self-doubt girl, that's gotta, every comedian girl, i got such a good backstory you don't even know <laughs> No, I've heard some of it now. Oh my gosh, I got so much backstory. You don't even know. My backstory is already one of those behind the music specials. Aww. I could do no, but not a bad way. Did you get your stomach pumped for you almost? No, died? I haven't. No, I haven't gotten. No, I'm, I'm still at the part where like it's the meteoric rise part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't hit the downfall. The oh, okay, part okay, yet. okay. I'm, I'm not in that part yet. Oh, I hope it doesn't get there. I mean, if it does, it does. Family, I hope it doesn't get there. That's what I'm saying. I don't want it to get there. But if it ever does, I mean, you know, I don't know. You never know. But that was my that was my two cents before we signed off. I'm so sorry. No, please give me two more. Give me two dollars. It's cool. No, thank you so much for all the information. that you provide. I think this is not just an essential podcast and information for people who are showcasing this Sunday, Mm -hmm. but I think. If you are planning on trying to get on network television with your stand-up comedy, you have been provided with a bunch of information on how to get on America's Got Talent, the little inside information on how all the comedy show casting directors kind of share everything. And they share the people that they like because they want Mm -hmm. everybody to succeed. The people that they like, they want them to have an opportunity because then they can turn around and... Then put them on the... It, it all works. It's the circle of life. Yep. Like you said, yep. it's all a circle. And just like this podcast, if you share this podcast, <laughs> be a circle again. And then people will think you're cool because you're sharing a really cool comedy exclusive information, Hollywood underground, crazy funny Asians, BTS exclusive I don't know. I don't even know. I'm just I'm rambling now because What's BTS isn't that BTS. BTS is uh, is yes. Yeah. I, 
but that's also behind the scenes. Oh, behind the scenes. I was that's like, all why are we acronyms. talking about BTS? BTS. <laughs> and also, I might dye my hair purple for the showcase to, oh, to liken to d- a Dye a it for me. I can't dye my hair for another seven months. Girl, Bow. but you get a baby afterwards. Yeah, I'll dye my hair. I'll dye her hey, hair Hey, be sure. <laughs> hey, you, if you have anything, if comics, after you're done with your two minutes and you bring your fire and you're still shy, yeah. here's your opening one-liner for Nyla. Congratulations. There you go. On your b- upcoming child. I hope and pray for its health and happiness. Mm. Thank you for being thank a part you. of this showcase. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. Thank and thank you for sliding into my DMs. Oh. Starting this whole thing. I appreciate I, that. I really appreciate it. And I want it to be an annual thing. Yeah, I'll come back next year for let's, sure. Let's do it. Like, get me out of the house with a crying baby. Hell yeah. And, and not even that. I feel like. Let's grow it. Okay. Let's make it bigger. Yeah. Like, I want to. I got I people I can drop to you. I mean, Tom Tran was the first podcast I ever did. And he's an Asian comedian here in LA. And he works with the military. And he used to be in the military. He's great. See? I mean, there's just so many Asian people that just need to work. Yeah. All the time. All That's the time. That's what we're about to do, guys. We, we networking this bitch up. It's on. Oh, you, like, need to, you need to eat, do an interview with Kabir Singh, who just won Lucas Seeley's Big Sky. Asian, Asian, Asian. It's all Boom. Asian, right? You see? She, she, she. Uh, no. names Only like Nyla can do this because she's a casting director. But she stepped on my, my, my punch. My, oh, my. I'm sorry. You, she, all the regular listeners know what I'm about to say when I say it's on like Voltron for real. <laughs> it is on like Voltron for real because I say it's on like Voltron at every episode because with Voltron... Like you had the arm and you had another arm and you had another, and they all came together and they formed this unstoppable force. But everybody, the arm did one thing different than the leg did one thing different. And everybody was different, but they came together and they, it's on like Voltron. And this is the same way that this podcast is, the same way this showcase is. It's on, bring your power, bring your, and we will join it all up together and we'll be a Voltron force on Sunday at Brew Yard. It's free. It's free. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Peace, y'all.